Welcome back to Inside the Daily Press. I am Ross Furukawa. Almost Happy New Year. I'm here with rocking star reporter <laughs> Clara Harder. What's up, Clara? Um, not much. Just trying to stay dry from this rain and um, yeah, get excited for the new year. That's right. It's raining a lot. And there is a very interesting podcast up for you guys today. Uh, what is this podcast about, Clara? So it's about something that will affect all Santa Monica residents in the new year, which is our new organics recycling mandate. It uh, trickles down to Santa Monica from a state law, but starting January 1st, all residents must recycle their organic waste. Okay, so this is the mandate. Mandate sounds so harsh, but um, it is the mandates for our goal as a city to get to a zero waste what? Um, Zero food waste. We want to get to zero food waste. So, um, you know, the state law focuses on edible food recovery and recycling organic waste. Edible food recovery just means that grocery stores and restaurants aren't throwing out massive amounts of food. Yep. So that's, that's part of it. But that's not what affects residents. What affects residents is this new mandate. And it means that in the new year, you know, you can't throw out your you know, dinner leftovers into your black trash bin, as you might be used to. Mm. They need to go into your green trash bin um, along with, you know, food soiled papers, so like a greasy bottom of a pizza box, and also your garden or yard waste. It sounds pretty straightforward, but you know, for people living in apartments mm-hmm. um, and small buildings, it, it's gonna be an adjustment. So that's why I have um, an administrator from Resources Recovery and Recycling, Yvonne Young, who's gonna explain you know, exactly what this means for residents and some sort of hacks and tips for handling your organic waste. Got it, wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> It okay, was. literally. Okay, pun intended. So, let's play a game. Okay. This is whether this is I'm not because I'm not sure. Do do coffee filters qualify? Green bin or black bin? Green bin because they are a paper product. Uh huh. And they're food soiled. Got it. Okay. What about um, what about a uh, paper Starbucks cup? That would go in your green bin unless it had some sort of plasticky sheen on it, which I don't think Starbucks oh. cups do. Okay. All right. You said pizza box goes into the recycle bin or the green bin? So the dry, food soiled <laughs> free part yep. goes into your blue bin and the greasy cheesy part goes into your green bin. I know it might sound complicated, but I assure residents, if they listen to the rest of this podcast, They'll have it very clearly down okay. by the end of the next fifteen to twenty minutes. So I'll let you off. I'll take you off the spot. <laughs> Thank you. What, what? What? So you know what I've noticed also is that these containers can get stinky, mm-hmm. right? And so what is the plan around stinky containers? Um. So there are some hacks included in this podcast. I guess I'll drop some spoilers. Okay. Um. One, if you live in a small apartment, you can keep your food waste in a bag in the freezer or fridge will neutralize the odor and then just once a week on trash day you can take it out put it in your green bin um do you have any other ideas um you know i know that there's a company that will come and wash your trash bins oh interesting i think it's called washbin.com mm-hmm. so if it gets super stinky or there's tons <laughs> of flies or whatever those fruit mm-hmm. flies uh you could probably have them come out and clean it as well and you're talking about like the big green bins that go outside they're not gonna like come into your house and wash no your no we're talking about cans. the big ones that go on the curb it's like a truck that pl- pulls up and it like basically puts your your bin through a dishwasher yeah so, so th- those are some hacks yeah washbins.com uh-huh fridge or freezer and yeah there'll be some other helpful tidbits 
in this interview. So cool. without further ado. There's, let's do it. Okay. Uh, new, new rules around what you can throw away. Here we go. Yvonne Young, Research Recovering Recycling Administrator with the city. I know you have something coming up at 11.30, so let's see if we can um, get this started. And, yeah, uh, let's get let's some information right out in. there about this new thing. Yeah. Awesome. So for people who don't cover city council meetings as assiduously as I do, could you <laughs> tell us a little bit about what the new organic recycling mandate means for local residents? Sure, absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for having me today. So staff introduced a new organics recycling ordinance to the city, uh, Santa Monica City Council a couple of months ago. The city council adopted the ordinance. So comes January 1st, 2022, all Santa Monicans will be required to separate their food waste and green waste from their recyclables and landfill trash using a three-bin system. Green for organics recycling, blue for non-organics recycling, and black for landfill trash. So I want to emphasize that a lot of Santa Monica residents and businesses already have a three-bin system, and they have been separating their organics in the green bin. But again, comes January 1st, all Santa Monica's must start separating their solid waste three-way. Great. So seems pretty simple, but I know that it will mean a bit of a lifestyle change for local residents. Um, and before we dive more into the details, uh, though it might seem obvious, can we go over exactly what qualifies as organic waste? Yeah, absolutely. So the simplest way to understand what qualifies as organic waste, or sometimes we call it organics, not to be confused with organic food produced without pesticides and chemicals. So organics are simply things that you throw away that were once alive. That's the simplest way to understand it. So those items would now be placed in the green bin. So what does that mean? That would include all of your food waste, fruits, vegetables, animal products, all the green waste, including your trimmings, plants, well, as well as food soiled paper. So think about greasy napkins or paper straw, because paper products are usually made from wood fibers and trees. So, you know, they were once alive. So you can continue to put your clean and dry bottles and cans and cardboards in the blue bin um, for recycling, as long as they are, once again, clean and dry. And the black bin would be for your regular garbage, such as your plastic cutlery, dirty diapers, or things that you know cannot be reused or recycled. Got it. Um, so what about like takeout containers? Like if I got a big order of Dagwood's pizza and I have a sort of greasy, cheesy uh, cardboard pizza box, does that go in my organics recycling? Great question. I'm glad you asked. So... The top lid, if the lid is, is free of any pizza grease or cheese, if the top lid is clean, that's cardboard, right? That's good cardboard. So you would flatten it or fold it in half if it, if it doesn't fit into your recycling can. And the top lid of a pizza box would go into the blue bin because that's recyclable and it's clean and dry. The bottom usually has, you know, grease, a little bit of oil, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of the crust. So that's now food soiled paper. So 
So the bottom lid of a pizza box would usually end up in the green bin. You can cut it into smaller pieces, and but if your green bin is large enough, you can just stuff the the entire bottom of a pizza box into your green bin. Got it. Um. So I know this organic recycling mandate is in place in part because we're a very green city with some big sustainability goals. But I also know that there was a state requirement that trickled down to us. Can you tell me um, why Santa Monica is required to have this mandate in place from that state level perspective? And I don't know if it does, but if there's any way that our mandate goes beyond or adds on to what is required by the state. Absolutely. Well, you're, you're right. We, Santa Monica, put this organic recycling requirement in place because, A, it's the right thing to do for the environment, and the city of Santa Monica has a long-standing commitment to environmental protection and sustainability. But it's also because it's part of the, the state of California mandate, Senate Bill 1383. So SB 1383, once again, it's a state law. It was introduced and subsequently passed by the state of California, and it has a twofold environmental goal. So number one, decrease organic waste disposal by 75% by year 2025. And goal number two is to increase the edible food recovery by 20% by 2025. And the focus on organic recycling is simple because organics that sit in a landfill, so meaning that if you put your food waste or green waste in your black trash can and your material is sent to a landfill, organics that sit in a landfill produce methane gas. And methane gas, gas is what they call a super climate pollutant. That's more than 80 times more potent than carbon dioxide, CO2. Wow. So very so bad for our environment. It's very bad for your environment. So if you think about global warming, right, and, and you know, all the buzz around CO2, methane gas is worse. So by keeping organics, and once again, this is your food waste and your green waste, out of the landfill, and by capturing these materials in your green bin, which can then be you know, recycled and turned into reusable products, you're helping the fight for climate change. So part of SB 1383's requirement is for all municipalities in the state of California to create a local mandatory organics recycling ordinance. So that is also part of the reason why the local city council adopted um, our local ordinance, and it will be put in place comes January 1st, 2022. Got it. Um, Now, in terms of... Of course. Um, and I just want to add to that. You, you also asked if our local mandate here in the city of Santa Monica, if it's any different than what's required by the state. I would say for the most part, it's, it's exactly the same. The only um, slight difference is we here in Santa Monica, we also require multifamily buildings. And this is defined as buildings that are five units or more to provide education and outreach and also periodic inspection of their three bin system. Meaning that if you have a new tenant moving in, educate them. You know, if they're coming in from out of state, remind them, hey, here in Santa Monica, we recycle our, our bottles and cans in the blue bin, but we also recycle our food waste and green waste in our green bin. 
provide that education and check your, your bins from time to time and make sure your tenants are using the, the bins in the right way. Great. Yeah. And I was actually going to ask about that because I know for the most part, for a lot of residents, this won't be a big change, especially those in single family homes that, you know, are used to having their big green bin and um, putting their food waste in there regularly. It's pretty easy. But for people in multifamily units and apartments or smaller spaces, you know, it could be a little more difficult of an adjustment, whether they're you know, dealing with fruit flies now that they're or mold or smells now that they're storing all of their, their food waste, you know, inside and gathering it or they're not used to having the green bin or now they're you know, walking with three different trash bags in their hands to go to their three different bins, you know, yeah. down a long corridor or whatever. Um, so I did want to talk a little bit about specifically how this will impact people living in those multifamily units um, and whether there are any you know, tips or educational advice that your department has um, sort of for the easiest way for people living in, in apartments to comply with the new mandate? Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, I want to um, remind everyone that the most important thing that all of us can do for the environment is to reduce waste in the first place. Right. So instead of thinking about, well, should I put this item in the green bin or a blue bin or a black bin? And what if it leaks and smells? Think about, do I really need to buy so much food or cook so much food or will I end up throwing it away anyway? Right. So I think this is this probably challenge, you know, challenges everybody to rethink their consumption um, and, and behaviors. And, and really start to, to consume more mindfully. Now, second of all, what we as a city, we're encouraging our residents and businesses to do is to start separating your waste inside your home or your business, right? Don't wait till, you know, collection day and you have to bring your, your trash out to the curb or, or to, you, to the dumpsters in the alley. Start the separating process inside your apartment and inside your home or your business business. So set up a three container system to start separating your food waste and green waste from your clean and dry bottles and cans or your garbage that you know is landfill bound. Then on your collection day, you can put your organics in the green container, your recyclables in the blue container, and trash in the blue in the black container. Now I do recognize that a great majority of Santa Monicans, um, Santa Monica residents live in multi-family buildings such as condos and apartments. And, you know, we acknowledge that could pose a problem, especially, you know, I'm thinking of someone who lives on a second floor apartment unit, right? So uh, what we know as a fact is just from practice, and we've also heard, you know, positive feedback from residents, is some folks actually like to keep their organics and their food scraps in a little reusable container or a little reusable bag and keep it in the refrigerator or freezer. Keep it sealed, right? That way you have no, no problem with smell or leakage. And then every time when you cook or you generate a little bit more food waste, you take your container out and, and add your food scraps to it and then put it back in the, the refrigerator or freezer. Then just, you know, at your convenience, take out your food scraps. Once your container is full, then dump out the food scraps and the food waste directly into your green bin. 
we do not recommend bags because plastic bags are clearly, they were not once alive, right? So they're not classified as organic and they're not therefore not recyclable or not compostable. So that's what we recommend people do. Separate your waste, have a dedicated container just for your organic waste. And um, on, on your collection day, bring your organics to the green bin. Bag free if possible. And if you must absolutely use the bag, our call to action is make sure you look for a bag that is stated on the labeling on the box that the bags are 100% compostable, not biodegradable, big difference, but it, it must say 100% compostable and BPI as well as ATSM D6400 certified. So I know that's a mouthful, but those are kind of the keywords that you'll be looking for if you absolutely need to use a bag to contain your organics. Um, then definitely look for one that says 100% compostable, BPI, and ATSM D6400 certified. Got it. Um, and is that an Amazonable purchase? Are there links on um, any city websites where people can locate those correct bags? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we are putting together some resources for the city website. So residents or any listeners to this podcast can check out the city website at santamonica.gov. Once again, santamonica.gov for more information. Um, yes, you can purchase these bags from Amazon or better yet, buy local. <laughs> Go to your local store right here in the city in Santa Monica. You will cut down on transportation traffic, you'll cut down on the need for cardboard boxes, just go to your local store and look for bags that are 100% compostable. They're they're readily available these days and you can get them anywhere. Great. Um, And then the other sort of piece of advice I was wondering, um, I imagine I actually, where I grew up, we had to recycle our organic waste and the sort of city council of that area gave everyone little pails to keep in the kitchen. Um, you could dump eggshells in or organic waste, and it was just a an easy. They were sealed uh, way to to manage household waste. I think I remember hearing that there might be some discounts available um, or subsidies for those little organic waste pails in the city. Do you have any more information about that? Of course. So the city does have a partnership with a organic kitchen pail manufacturer. Um, so we can get, you know, bulk purchase um, discount pricing. So if you are a Santa Monica resident, you're more than welcome to contact us at recycling at santamonica.gov. Once again, recycling at santamonica.gov and request uh, purchasing one of these organic food pails. So the price is approximately $15, and it, it looks neat. It, it has vent on, on the lid, so it helps mitigate odor. Um, it keeps everything nice and clean, and you can put it either on your kitchen counter or keep it underneath your kitchen sink and, you know, tuck it away. But people love this product, and we do sell them quite often. So if you're interested, give us a call today or... Um, email us and you can purchase one. 
That's awesome. Directly from the city. Yeah. I mean, I grew up using yeah. them. I found them very useful. Um, and just a, a convenient way to collect your organics. And I was also thinking, Absolutely. so recycling our organics um, is, is a great, a very great thing to do with them. But you could also potentially compost them yourself and then use that compost products if you have access to a garden. Um, is that something that the city is encouraging people to do? Or is there any sort of tips or advice or, you know, types of household setups that might be uh, a good fit for composting at home? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that. So the city also sells compost bins and worm bins for people that have a yard or have a little bit more space that that can uh, that are conducive to to home composting, right? So for people that live in a single family home or have a yard, they can purchase a compost bin or a worm bin directly from the city by emailing the same email address that I just uh, mentioned a minute ago. And once again, that's recycling at santamonica.gov. And we do offer a discount price. We actually offer a 50% subsidy for Santa Monica residents who do want to do or try home, home composting. Because once again, we want to encourage keeping your food waste away from the black bin so that they don't have to be sent to a landfill and just sit there and, and, and emit methane gas, right? So whatever we can do to discourage that, that's what we're trying to do here. Got it. And yeah, I'm a bit of a stranger to composting. Is it difficult to get into? Like how might someone in, in very simple steps go about composting? Do they need both a worm bin and a compost bin? Are those two different compost methods? Sort of what is the, <laughs> just the basics around composting? Right. So I, I think it's a little bit of a personal preference. There they are some differences between the two. Uh, you know, one, clearly you need to get some worms, you know, from your local pet store. And um, the other one is just using the, the, the process of um, just, you know, regu regular uh, decomposition, if you will, of your, your food organic matters over time. And things will decompose to a state where it will turn into a very rich, um, nutrient-rich um, matter. It almost looks like a dark soil material. So that's great for gardening and landscaping. But I would say it's not difficult to do. Clearly, you would need the space for it. So that's probably the biggest factor. I do know that we, we have a lot of customers or residents that opt for the home composting route they usually have young children, right? Because education, the best way to educate the next generation is start when they're young. So we do see, you know, young families, they come with their children to buy a compost bin and worm bin because they want to show their young children how to do this and how to do this the right way for the environment. Um, but at the minimum, so what SB 1383 requires is at a minimum, separate your organics from your blue bin and your black bin and this is something that anybody can do whether you have a yard or you live in an apartment you can separate your waste three ways and make sure to keep your food waste and green waste out of the black bin and place them in your green bin got it um and 
sort of are there consequences or any monitoring in place if people aren't complying with the new organic waste mandate? I know the first big emphasis is just going to be on education and getting the word out. Um, but down the line, uh, could could there be any enforcement if people continue to dump their food waste in uh, either their black or blue bins? Yeah, that is a good question. And you're right, Clara. The city's focus and priority is on education and community outreach. So that's why we're happy to talk to you today. We are uh, rolling out a comprehensive marketing and community outreach campaign right now, trying to send out flyers to all the residents and businesses. We're doing a water bill insert comes January. And we're putting this information on the city website. We're talking to all the local neighborhood groups, as well as all the, the, the business improvement districts and the Chamber of Commerce, because we really want to get the word out, educating people why we have to do this, you know, what are the environmental benefits, and also how to do it. So that will be, first and foremost, our focus, uh, education and outreach. Now, there is a compliance requirement uh, from SB 1383. So if a business or a, an address is repeatedly, um, you know, if our drivers or maybe other residents are reporting a certain location that's repeatedly misusing the green bin or blue bin, then yes, we, we do have a program where our staff will go out and, and inspect. Our first step is to talk to the resident or the business first to find out, you know, what is um, what is actually going you know going on and what kind of stuff is going into the three bin system, and to provide the education and potentially retraining the staff. Right. So if, for example, if it's a restaurant or a little small cafe then our first step is to reach out to the restaurant first to try to talk to the manager. And then we'll probably schedule a, um, a training day where we can talk to the, the staff that's actually prepping the food and throwing the material away in the kitchen, right? So that would be our focus. Now, if, if this is a location that has repeated, you know, repeatedly kind of ignore this requirement or not putting the right material in the right bin, then the next step is to send out a letter, um, and subsequently it could lead to a citation. But once again, I want to emphasize that citation is our last resort. We really don't want to go down that route, but SB 1383 does allow the city to have that in our to have that tool in our toolbox. Got it. Well, those were all the questions I had about our our organic recycling mandate. Um, but I did want to ask you if there's anything else we didn't discuss yet that you wanted to mention or perhaps elaborate on. No worries. If not, trying to make sure I captured everything important from your end. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think we captured all the essences, right, of this new, important, brand new organics law. But once again, I want to go back to the point of reducing waste. So the most important thing all of us can do for the environment is to reduce waste and mindful consumption. Those are the first things that we can do, and everybody can do it. You don't need any extra space for that, and it, it requires a behavioral 
shift. Um, so before next time, before you request, you know, a sample, <laughs> a free sample, or before you grab the, you know, extra forks and knives or that extra napkin from from a drive-through, think about: Do I really need that extra napkin, or is it just gonna go into the green bin anyway? Yeah, these are definitely good reminders and just a good way to approach all sorts of consumption in our life, be it of organic waste or just any other any other type of waste. Thank you again for your time. Really appreciate this conversation. And yeah, best of luck with uh, the education efforts. Let me know if you have any updates you want to share again in the future. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, take care. Thanks for joining us today on Inside the Daily Press. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or elsewhere. Music for the Inside the Daily Press podcast is brought to you by The Brig Band. The Brig Band is an LA jam band that has been playing live since 2002. Regular members and guests have played professionally with everyone from Miles Davis, Herbie Hancock, and Stevie Wonder to The Doors, Fishbone, and Steely Dan. To find out where and when you can hear them live, head to thebrigband.com.